0: Victoria Speevey was born in 1906 in Houston, Texas. Lonnie Johnson was born in 1899 in New Orleans, Louisiana. This is a story about their reunion at Gertie's Folk City in New York. I'm Sonia Brock, and I'm podcasting from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. I'm talking here about my days in New York City, Lower East Side, and Greenwich Village, I used to go to Gerdes Folk City which was located just on the eastern edge of Greenwich Village before you got to Washington Square Park. I don't know who owned it but they sure had a feeling for a trend because Gerdes became the epicenter for new talent during the folk boom of the sixties. We would go in there and if you stood opposite the bar there was a high wooden railing facing the stage and you could lean against it and catch the action on the little stage without paying the cover that you paid if you sat down. If you nursed your beer and stood for a couple of sets or as long as you could handle standing, you got some real entertainment. The tables beyond this folk singer's mourner's bench were more expensive, but standing you could get drinks from the bar and had a bird's-eye view of the action. We usually went on Monday nights for the hoots, the open stage. It was a good deal. I saw a number of firsts there. I saw a Brother John Sellers, who was a kind of blues and gospel showder and acted as M.C. He had a fresh-faced young boy up there one time, two of them, in fact, looking much alike because they were young. I don't remember what the other one was called, but the one I do remember was called Bobby Dylan. First time I heard him, I said to myself, He'll never make it. He can't sing. He only knows three chords and he sings through his nose. Well, I made a mistake because he did make it, and he did fairly well off the music business. He left Gerda and Sellers and everybody else in the dust. Those were mighty times, as the saying goes. People who were neighbors, like Richie Havens, got record contracts. Hugh Romney, a Greenwich Village stand-up comedian, became wavy-gravy of the hog farm. Someone you were sitting next to in a coffee house could have become a folk star by the next time you got around there. I had an interview with John Court, who was Albert Grossman's right-hand man. Grossman had Dylan, Odetta, Ian, and Sylvia, and Peter, Paul, and Mary under his management wing. Now, my interview didn't come to anything, but for about two weeks my friends were kissing me off, I suppose because they figured I'd do the same once I got on the golden trail. Life's like that. The reunion of Victoria Speevy, that's how she pronounced it, and Lonnie Johnson. I remember the return to the stage of Victoria Speevy. I knew her son-in-law, Vince Hickey. He belonged to a group I belonged to and was married to Victoria Speevy's adopted daughter. I met Vicky through Vince. Vince was a... Um, drummer in the Baby Dodd style. Victoria Speavey was a remarkable woman, from Texas originally. She had been the ingenue lead in the first all-talking, singing black movie. It was called Hallelujah. I saw that movie double-billed with Birth of a Nation, two opposites. Hallelujah had formula plots and lots of clichés and stereotyping. Vicky was good in it. She was real, she was believable, but most of all, she was Victoria Speavey. Victoria carried that movie experience with her. Her latter years were a bit like a replay of Sunset Boulevard. Yes, she was a blues singer and played stride piano very well, but better not forget that she was a movie star in the old star tradition. Gertis Folk City made the reunion of Victoria Speavey and Lonnie Johnson a big deal. Victoria and Lonnie had performed together many years ago and were pals. I was there for the opening show. When she first came in, Lonnie was already on stage opening up in a gold lame jacket doing those wonderful things he did on guitar. He saw her and he just reached into what you might call the literature of the blues and said something about ''Big Leg Mama with the meat shaking on her bones'' Vicky didn't take too kindly to the notion that she might be fat. She went into a pout, and they had to send people to coax her back on the stage. Of course, you couldn't have kept her off stage with a bulldozer, but it was very dramatic at the time. When she came in to do her part of the set, she was wearing a white satin gown. Now, her big hit had been the Black Snake Blues. Get that black snake out of my bed. As I said, she was, "'wearing a white satin gown, "'and there was a big stuffed velvet black snake "'with rhinestones and sequins "'sewn across the front of that dress, "'and it kind of wobbled when she walked. "'But she made a big impression, "'and when she sat down at the piano, "'it was the real thing, "'and she swung into black snake blues "'and wowed us all. "'She did a whole bunch of other numbers "'I've forgotten about, "'and she and Lonnie sang together beautifully.' I remember especially a song of Lonnie's, not a blues, but it stayed in my head. What a difference a day makes! 24 little hours. What a difference the sunshine can make to flowers. He wrote that one and had a hit with it. He also claimed to have written Careless Love. He might have, he was a composer, or he might have adapted it or written more lyrics, I've no idea, but he felt strongly that he'd started it all with that one. Lonnie Johnson was a kind and gentle man, a gentleman in the southern way. I had sung one of my songs on the open stage during intermission one time at Gerdes, and he heard me and was kind enough to tell me that he liked it. I appreciated it then, and I still do. This is Sonia Brock, podcasting from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and I can be reached through my website at www.soniabrock.com. S-O-N-I-A-B-R-O-C-K.